0: Good morning, Tallahassee. Yet again, we're here. It's 1130 a.m. Uh, 94.1 Wave 94. Escape to Heaven, Servant Marcia from Heaven on Earth Ministries of Jesus Christ. And I just want to say I am so excited about 2023 because guess what? You are are literally going to become, you are being transformed into this great and awesome and powerful man and woman of God that God has predestined before you came to the earth. I just want to remind you where we left off last time. We were talking about heaven-bound believers that are intercessors in the end time. Heaven-bound intercessors in the end time. And guess who that is? That's you. You are the church that's becoming the faithful fiance, the faithful betrothed to the king of kings, the Lord of lords, so that you can become the church without a spot or wrinkle, so that you will then become the bride, the wife of the King of Kings. We are in the midst of transformation, but there are things that we have to do just like Esther. And that's who we were looking at. We were looking at Esther in the second chapter. And I'm going to go back there because what we found out was that she was selected, that she Gained favor with the eunuch, and he gave her the beauty preparation. You and I, we have to become beautiful in the sight of God. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean your physical beauty? Well, we're grateful for that. But that's not uh, what. Let me just share with you the beauty preparation that Esther went through. So it's 12 months. So that means the entire year of 2023, you and I will be going through beauty preparation. And during that period, we're going to be speaking those things that are not as though they were. We're going to be declaring and decreeing, but we'll be doing that from a position of faithfulness as a betrothed church. Wow. Beauty preparations, Esther, 2nd chapter, verse 12. And um, it says that there were 12 months, uh, there were days of preparation, a portion, six months with olive myrrh and six months with perfumes and preparations for beautification. So each young person, young woman was prepared for 12 months before they were introduced to the king. When Esther went before the king, the king looked at her and Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. So notice another thing, as we complete our preparation, the favor of the Lord is released upon our lives and we obtain favor, not just with God, but with all who observe us, all who come to our presence. And so when she was taken to King and into his royal palace, the king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she obtained grace and favor. Now, those two words are going to turn out to be critical in the future in Esther's life as she becomes the intercessor that you and I will also become in the year 2023 and she gained favor grace in his sight more than all the virgins he placed the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti so here's the here's how this relates to you and I okay we are believers. We know we are. And we're, we're aspiring to be true believers. But we cannot have any other God before I'll create a God. We cannot have any other God before Jesus. And lots of us are doing that. Lots of us do not go to prayer night. Lots of us don't go to church in the middle of the week. Uh, mainly because we have other gods. And those other gods are our jobs, our our social standing. Even our families can be our gods. So we're going to be going through a period in 2023 where we will become cognizant of what is it that we're putting before the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. What is it that's making you and I not be this... uh, This committed fiancé where we have no other lover. We should not have any other person, any other entity, any other God, any other idol, any other uh, perspective. I mean, yes, go to college. Yes, advance yourself, but do not put it before the King of Kings. Amen. And that's what's happening. That's what's going to happen to you and I. It has to happen because if it doesn't, the world will not have intercessors that the Father can hear. It's one thing to intercede, but what if God doesn't hear you? Then you're useless And we cannot now afford to be that. We must become effective intercessors. And so the Lord has taken me over to Esther to make us understand, make me understand that um, the church has been chosen for marriage. The church has been chosen for intercession for the world. The church is operatively, Jesus on earth, while Jesus is sitting next to God the Father on the throne, interceding on our behalf, that we do not fail. As a matter of fact, prophetically, Jesus spoke and said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Okay, so we have to become the faithful church. The faithful Fiance, the faithful betrothed. <laughs> Esther the third chapter, verses one through six. Let's look at what's that it's about. So there's this guy. Um, his name was Haman, and um, after the king got his new queen, he promoted Haman. Okay and uh, put his seat above all the princes who were with the king. And um, anytime the servants were nearby or Haman walked by, they would all bow down and pay homage to him. But Mordecai would not bow or pay homage. And then the king's servants, they pointed that out to Haman. Actually, Haman saw it and um, the servants asked Mordecai, why won't you bow like you're supposed to? And uh, he let them know that he could not do that, you know, because of the word of God. And so he did not want to lay hands on Mordecai alone. Instead, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews who were throughout the whole kingdom of Ashura. He wanted to destroy not just Mordecai, but the people of Mordecai, that reminds you of, um, Satan over there in John. It says how he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus come to bring life abundantly. Remember that? So that's what, that's what we're living under. I mean, Satan only comes into our lives to destroy, to kill, to steal. When Mordecai heard, uh, that Hammond had a plan because Hammond went to the king and got the signet ring and all like that. Uh, in the name of King Ashur, it was written and sealed that um, that he would be able to destroy these people. That uh, he told the king that they were not, um, that they were different and that they do not keep the laws of the king. And so the king said to Hammond, well... The money and the people are given to you to do with them as seems good to you. So this written decree went out on the 13th day of the first month. It was sent all throughout the province that um, they will be able to destroy, to kill, to annihilate all the Jews, both young and old, little children and women, in one day on the 13th day of the 12th month which is the month of Adar, and to plunder their possessions. Wow, that's, that's heavy. And so at this point, Haman now has the power and the authority to destroy all the Jews. Now that's what's happening in our world today. In our world today, we have laws that have been made prevalent that says that, you know, uh, the people of the world have now been given over, in a sense, to Satan, to Baal, to Moloch, to Ashtur, to all these fallen angels and, and these, uh, false gods to literally destroy them. And, and where, where is the intercessor? Who is standing in the gap for the world? Who? I know you're looking around and saying what I'm saying. Who? (laughs) And I'm here to tell you the who is you. So escape to heaven. Well, that's you can do that. You can do that daily, minute by minute, spiritually. But on earth, we have a responsibility. So Mordecai, when he heard about What Hammond now had permission to do He tore his clothes Put on sackcloth ashes And went into the midst of the city He cried with loud, bitter voice And everybody heard it And, you know, everyone was weeping There was great mourning, fasting, weeping, wailing Many lay in sackcloth and ashes And, you know, the queen heard about it This is uh, Esther, the fourth chapter And she realized that that was her uncle And she said, hey, she sent one of her servants to go and bring Mordecai in so she could understand that he could not be, you know, a man cannot be in the same room with the queen. So they had to use wisdom as to how does she speak to him to find out what was going on. And so he began to share with her that all the king's servants and the people of the king's providence or provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has but one law, put that person to death. Because then the reason why that came out, because he, Mordecai, asked his niece, Esther to go and beseech the king. And she let him know she had not been with the king for 30 days. And hey, I cannot go in unless he called me. So Mordecai let Esther know that, okay, so you are not going to go in. Do you think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews? If you are a Jew and they find out, which at the moment they don't know, um, you will die also. For if you remain completely silent like you and I have been doing, observing all these things that are happening in our cities and in our states and in our country, in the United States, the laws that are being passed that are against God, that violate family, that violate marriage, that violate our children, the fact that we're being silent. Let me read this so that you and I could understand what this means to us today? So here's what Mordecai. I'm going to go back to the Word of God as to the fourth chapter, verse number fourteen. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom? For such a time as this, saints of God, stop and let us hear this word. How do you and I not know that God brought us out of sin? And all of us have varying degrees. The Bible says that for all have sinned, so no one's better than the other, for all have sinned and fell short. Of the glory of God. How do you and I comprehend that maybe God pulled us out of the kingdom of darkness for such a time as this? That's what Esther had to face, and that's what you and I are facing today. Will we be silent? Will we be hidden believers? Or will we become true believers? with only one fiancé, not a fiancé, and several lovers? What will you and I do now, considering what we're facing in the world and in the country now? And here's what Esther Antonin said, if I found favor in the sight of the king, and if it pleases the king to grant my petition, well, no, I'm on the wrong spot. Here's what it says. That's the fourth, verse number 15. It say, go gather all the Jews fast for me, neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. And I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Oh, my goodness. Now, when you say that, ah, now, now. You're on the verge of being a true believer. If I perish, I perish. You know that's in the Bible. It says that in those days, in the days we're living in, that there will be many that will not love their lives to themselves. And and that's where that modering comes in. But these people will do great exploits. And they will know their God. That's the word. Wow. I almost want to take a break. So here's the point Why are we believers today in this hour? Why? I remember 1 Peter, 2nd chapter, verse number nine, it says that you and I are a chosen generation, a royal generation priesthood, a holy nation, God's own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of the creator God, the father of all spirits, who has not, Obtain mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So if we have obtained mercy, don't you think it's only fair that we now obtain mercy for others who were who are in the same position that we once were in. Matthew the 14th chapter, it shows how an example of Jesus always interceding, even when he was on earth. 22nd verse, it says how Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and he to go ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And after he dismissed the crowd, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. So Jesus right now is interceding for you and I as we're here on earth. Romans, the eighth chapter. 34th verse. The 34th verse says that Jesus is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. And 1 John, the 2nd chapter, 1st verse, it says that Jesus is our advocate with the Father. And Hebrews the 7th chapter, verse 25, it says that Jesus always lives to intercede. If we remember what marriage is all about over there in Genesis, it says, for this reason, you know, the man shall leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Well, guess what? You and I, as the potential bride of Jesus, we will become one spirit. With Jesus. So the things that Jesus did on earth while he was here, guess you and I are to do the same because we are becoming one spirit. We are becoming like Jesus. Amen. So it is written for us to become intercessors as well. We are to pray. The prayer of faith, it's over there in James, the fifth chapter, verses 13 to 14. It says, if anyone among you are suffering, the world is suffering. <laughs> Look at the suicides <laughs> and the murders and the heartlessness. I, my heart is broken when I think of Quella Robinson or or when I think of Twitch as, uh Uh, Steven Twitch Boss, and, you know, it's just so, it's countless others. It's just so much, Um, so much, so much horror, so much killing uh, in the family members. Twelve-year-olds killing their parents. Uh, Mother in Miami killed her infant. That was just two weeks ago. I mean, the world is suffering The drugs, everyone's on some kind of drug. They now legalize marijuana, I mean, as an attempt to calm down the population. But everyone is suffering. And James, the fifth chapter says, is anyone among you suffering? Yes. Among you and I, the world is suffering. Then he must pray. Is anyone cheerful? He is to sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? And so the world is sick, and they are to call for the elders of the church, and we are to pray over them, anointing them with all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick. And it's the power of the Lord that will raise them up. And if he has committed sins, they will be forgiven him. When I read James, I see the assignment for the church today is to pray for this world. We are to fast and pray. Fasting is a way to humble yourself in the sight of God. King David said, I humbled my soul with fasting. That was in Psalm 69. You will find yourself relying on God for more strength when you fast. Fasting and praying, let us hear God more clearly. Mark, the ninth chapter when that father came to the disciples and said, pray for my son, this unclean spirit that throws him about. And the disciples prayed and they could not do it. And then they came over to Jesus and he rebuked. And that's what you and I are to do. Rebuke the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and into him no more. Those are the words that we are to use when we cast out unclean spirits. And the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly and came out and he became as one dead. So that many said, is he dead? But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. And when he came into the house, the disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, this kind come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. So, believers, given the state of the world today, you and I must do several things. One, we cannot be Queen Vashti. We cannot be self-puffed up with the knowledge that we have received salvation. No, we cannot be that way. We cannot be rebellious, not come to the Lord When he calls for us, mm -mm, we have to be transformed. Romans 12th chapter said, believer, I beseech you, you know, it's your reasonable (laughs) duty to present yourself as a living sacrifice unto the Lord. You know, it's your acceptable, reasonable duty. That's us. So we are to be transformed into Queen Esther where we humble even though we are royal, where we fast even though we are priesthood and chosen and holy nation. And now fasting is not to be where people look at us and say, oh my God, you're fasting. Uh, Uh-uh. No, that's supposed to be in secret so that only the Father knows that you're fasting and He will reward you. Openly, Joel, the second chapter says, Yet even now, declares the Lord, repent. He's not talking to the sinners. He's talking to us, believers. Repent and return to me with all your heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Right now, throughout the world, there are 51 countries that have legalized same-sex marriage. Why has this happened? I'm going to go run over to Romans, the first chapter, so you understand what does this mean when you see that same-sex marriages have now been legalized. Romans, the first chapter, starting at verse number 20, here's what it says. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Mankind are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. Okay, so that's what happened. Once you stop glorifying God as God, then um, they were... Okay. Nor were they thankful and became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image. I just saw something this morning that there's now bulls all over the United States. One just recently was uh, displayed huge. Uh, as big as a two-story building almost, uh, in Birmingham, Alabama. And I was pretty sure I saw that in Seattle years ago, and I believe now it's also in New York, and I'm sure it's many other places throughout the United States. Those are idols into an image made like corruptible man, birds, and four-footed animals, and creeping things. Therefore, God also gave them up. See, it's a horrible thing when the Creator gives you up to uncleanness and the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves who exchange the truth of God for the lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them to vow passions for even their women exchange their natural use for what is against nature, likewise also the man, leaving the natural use of the woman burnt in their lusts for one another, men with men committing what is shameful, receiving in themselves the penalty of their error, which was due, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil mindedness. Whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do they do it, but also approve of those practice them. And this is the state of our beautiful country right now and most of the world. And here we are acting like Vashti, Queen Vashti, instead of becoming queen as their father, God in heaven above. Lord, I, I repent, I repent for my ways, I repent. For those that are in, in radio land, I repent, Lord God. For the church, and Lord God, I ask you to help us, God, to become Queen Esther. Lord, help us, Lord, to become a committed wife, a committed bride, a committed fiancé, a committed betrothed to yourself, Lord God. Help us, Father, and Father, we ask for forgiveness. Forgiveness, again, for our primary national sins of abortion, idolatry, and morality. We thank you for pouring out godly sorrow and the gift of repentance on the people of the United States and the world. For cooperating with these crimes against you, we ask that you would move on the church, God, move on the bride-to-be, move on the people of America and the world to join together and repent before you in these four areas. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to have mercy upon us, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. You did it with Nineveh when Jonah went and preached the word. You did it, Lord God. You allowed the king's heart to be touched. And we ask you, Lord, to let the rulers of America hide to be touched, Lord God, and to proclaim a fast and turn away from the wickedness that we have done thus far. In Jesus' name I pray. Father, I just ask us to become Esther because in the end, Esther did win. And if we would become more like Esther, God, we, the true believers, We'll win and we will be extended grace by you, Lord God, to preach and teach the world, to honor you and to love you and to follow your ways. Father, have mercy upon us today is my cry. Believers, I love you. Radio land, I love you. I can't wait to see you again. And I just pray that God's Holy Spirit fill you this day with a new vision for 2023 to be transformed over these 12 months and to become Queen Esther, a righteous queen, a righteous ruler. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Bye.